Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to The Good Good Life. I am your host, Jan Jones, and of course, you know I am so happy to be with you, and I am so honored that you choose to spend this time with me. I have to tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you, because I know how valuable time is, and I just appreciate you, and if you haven't heard that this week, you're hearing it now I appreciate you so much. Now, today, we are going to be talking about rising strong, unleashing your resilience power. Yes, power, people. We have so much power within us. And I was just thinking about what to talk about on today's show and This topic of resilience just kept entering into my mind and just pounding into my heart. So I decided I wanted to talk about it with you. But first, I want to ask you all something. You know, I'm always full of questions. Um, Last week, if you listened, we were talking about how to illuminate the world and shine your light ever so bright. So I gave you all a challenge. I want to know, did you do it? Did you wake up every single day since you listened to that show singing this little light of mine? I want to know if you did it. You can reach out to me. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, but I hope you did. I hope you made that promise to yourself that you were going to let your light shine and you sang that little song in your head every single day. In fact, maybe it even became one of those little earworms. You know, you just cannot get it out of your head now. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Okay, enough about that. Actually, never enough about that. We always want to illuminate the world, but we have much to discuss today. So I hope you all are awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic to talk about unleashing your resilience power. So go ahead. Let's take a deep breath in and let's just breathe out the chaos. Let's just release it from our mind and from our body, from our shoulders. So take a deep breath in with me and hold it for three seconds and then we'll breathe it out together. Breathe in and out. One. Ah, do it again. Breathe in. Breathe out. Yes, hopefully you are releasing some of that stress. In fact, what are you stressed out about? What is causing you a little bit of tension? I want you to imagine right now that you have a balloon. And I want you to imagine that you're blowing that balloon up 
but you're not tying it at the bottom. You're just holding it so that the balloon stays inflated. All right, now whatever it is that you're stressed out about in this moment, imagine that it's in that balloon, okay? Now, have you got your stress? Have you got your tension? Have you got it all in your balloon? Now, let it go. Let that balloon fly. You know how when you let a balloon go and it just like all over the room? Y'all like my own sound effects? I'm not sure that's really how it sounds. It's more of a hissing, right? The balloon is letting out. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> I just have to crack myself up sometimes because I'm not good at sound effects. But I try. At least I try. Y'all get the picture. You get the image. We're letting our stress go in that balloon. It's just flying off into nowhere land. And it's not with you right now. Because right now, we're talking about rising strong. So... I want to just say you have definitely got a resilient soul. And today we're going to explore the extraordinary power of resilience. Now, we all know this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Life's journey is often marked by unexpected twists and turns right? Oh, so many twists and turns. It presents us with so many challenges that can really test our very core of who we are. Yet, I want to remind you, it's in these moments of adversity that the true strength of our human spirit emerges. Resilience is not just bouncing back. Now it is, it is about bouncing back, but it is a profound transformation that empowers us to rise and to thrive in the face of adversity. Today, I want us together to unlock the secrets of resilience and embrace that limitless potential within all of us including me. I kind of needed to hear this. So maybe that's why this was on my heart. Um, and it's so we can really become champions of resilience in every aspect of our life. This is something that we can learn and develop. Now, I'll tell you another reason that I wanted to talk about this today. I was thinking back to my show called Mindset Matters. And I gave everyone five strategies that will help to nurture a growth mindset. And one of those strategies was to develop resilience. So I wanted to go a little deeper into developing resilience so that we really can practice our own mental toughness and become our own best friend. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you how we can do that. Um, but it's all about developing resilience today. And I am going to give you some strategies to do that. I am 
full of longer lists for the past couple of shows. Um, so I gave you 10 ways that you can shine your light so bright. And I'm going to give you 10 ways that you can develop resilience and you can pick and choose what is going to work for you that's going to help you to uh, to build that resilience. Okay, so that was sort of my motivation. I just wanted to give you a little, little backdrop there as to why this topic was so important to me at this moment. Now, when you think about qualities and, and traits and characteristics of resilient people, what comes to your mind? How do you describe someone that you observe or describe as resilient? What is it about them that makes them so resilient? So I was thinking about these qualities and these characteristics of people. And I made a short list. Again, these are these are just some thoughts and, and opinions, uh, not the full list, but it might get you thinking about what you observe in others when you look and see uh, a resilient person. So number one, I feel like they always look at change as an opportunity. Now, I had a show about change. Uh, change is one of those really difficult things. But um, people that are resilient, they really do look at change as gain and not as loss. They have incredible commitment to themselves and to their goals. They have really close and trustworthy, secure relationships. And they lean into those relationships. They have a great support system. Um, they do have goals. They set goals. They achieve those goals. They believe in themselves. They're really, uh, they don't let the setbacks completely defeat them. They meditate and reflect on their past successes and how they can leverage what they learned and what they did into current challenges. They are very realistic. I think resilient people are very realistic. Um, you know, we like to be in control when people, um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to confess when people call me a little bit of a control freak, I like to correct them and say, I'm just a control enthusiast. That is how I like to phrase it. However, I think resilient people really do know how to surrender. And I will go ahead and tell you all, since I just confessed that I am a control enthusiast, I'm glad Jim, my husband, is not on here because he would be really agreeing with me. No, but um, if you're listening, I love you, honey. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I have learned and I have been working on surrender. Um, and I think that's another thing that resilient people do because they have this realistic view of what they can control. They have to have a sense of humor. Um, I, I, you all know I love to laugh. I laugh at myself probably more than I laugh at other people. But um, you got to have a sense of humor, action-oriented, patient. You know, when you're resilient, you're really able to receive that difficult feedback or hear that really bad news. 
you're adaptable, you're optimistic, and they have a lot of faith. So I said it was a short list, but it kind of turned into a long list, didn't it? Um, But I wanted you to hear just some traits of resilient people. Maybe you are already connecting to some of that in yourself. But when you hear that list that I just went over of the traits and characteristics of a resilient person, how many of you think about these when you're right smack dab in the middle of feeling like you just got punched in the gut by life? I'm not sure we reflect on that list immediately. And, and when I say these really like punches in the gut, by life. There's so many things that can happen to us, but some of the big things that I thought of that, you know, really test our resilience are if you get transferred in your job or you have to move for one reason or another, the death of a loved one, a relationship breaking up or a divorce, a major health diagnosis, You are maybe someone you love. It can be hard to watch someone you love suffer. Um, Changing or losing friendships, the loss of a job, people that go through natural disasters where they can lose everything. I mean, these these are some big buckets of these gut punches that life can throw at us sometimes. But your level of resilience determines how quickly you get back up when the air gets knocked out of you. It helps you to push through these circumstances and move on and meet the challenges head on. And this is why I think it is so important for us to be able to build our resilience. And it is possible to do. If you've ever felt like you aren't resilient, I want you to just get rid of that label, remove it from your frame of mind because you are resilient. Maybe you just haven't thought about how to tap into that. So today I want to give you 10 strategies that will help you to build your own resilience. Okay, so here's number one. I'm diving in, everyone. Number one way that you can build your resilience is to develop a supportive network. We've got to surround ourselves with supportive and understanding friends, family, colleagues. Having a reliable support system can make such a huge difference in how you handle difficult situations. Connecting with empathetic and compassionate and understanding people really reminds us that we're not alone in the midst of difficulties and tragedies. We need to focus on finding trustworthy and compassionate people who we can confide in, who really have that care and support for us because It really helps to protect us during a time of crisis. Now, listen, (laughs) I'm not saying 
that talking out any situations with loved ones is going to make the trouble go away. Like I just said, it reminds us that we're not alone, but it allows us to share our feelings, get support, receive some feedback, some ideas, some compassion from someone else, and even help us come up with ways to get over these problems or these challenges in our life or are ways that we can really live through the season and find a way to not just exist, but to thrive during it. Um, so having that support network is so important. This is the first way that we can build resilience. Now, I'm not doing these in any sort of a sequential order. So don't think that it's a, a you know, step one, step two kind of list. This is just a list that you can pick and choose from. But, you know, having that supportive network, having people you trust that you can talk things out with, I will tell you. Jim says it all the time for you uh, out there that do not know who Jim is. That is my wonderful, amazing husband. But he tells me all the time that we have to get things out. We we don't want to keep any toxicity inside of us because then that can build up. And I'm talking about from, you know, hurts and disappointments and and bad news and and that list of things that I mentioned earlier that can happen when we just get the wind knocked out of us, we need to be able to talk it out because we don't want it to fester inside of us. The pain of traumatic events can really lead some people to isolate themselves, but that is the last thing we need to do. It's important to accept help and support from people that care about you, you know, and this is um, anybody in your life and, and doing small things with people that you love, whether that is with your relationship with the person in your life that you love, having a date night or going to lunch with friends, just connecting this is about connecting. And I will tell you another way that you can develop a supportive network is you can join different groups. I will go ahead and tell you that when my dad passed away, my mom and I together, we did go to a grief support group through our church for um, several weeks, and it was very beneficial. So this is a way that helps us build our resilience is to develop that supportive network. So here is my, uh, I'm not going to say challenge, but really, I mean, something I want you to do. I want you to think about one to three people in your life that bring you joy and peace and support. And I want you to ask yourself, you know, what is one thing I can do right now to connect with those people and just let them know how much I value them and how much I appreciate that they're in my life? What is that? What could you do right now after this show? Maybe send them a quick message, a text or an email Put a, a card in the actual mail to them. You know, send them some flowers. Give them a little gift. But 
just, I'll tell you, I mean, endorsing your friends on their social media platforms. I mean, these are little things you can do that really help to connect to your support network. All right. So there's number one. Number two on how you can build resilience is set realistic goals. We have to have achievable and realistic goals in our life because crisis situations can be daunting and they can seem insurmountable. But resilient people really are able to view the situation in a more realistic way, and they set some reasonable goals to deal with the problem. So if you feel really overwhelmed, break down what you need to do into smaller, manageable steps. And that also gives you the ability to see the progress that you're making in these realistic goals that you're setting. You know, we live in a world where we want something and we want it now. And we we actually put that on other people. But we put that on ourselves, don't we? I mean, we think we need to achieve something and I need to get that done. Like I need to get that done in a month. And it's just, you can't do it in a month. So Start setting some smaller goals and you will see your progress and it will really empower you to reach the bigger goal. You know, you need to take action regularly to move towards your realistic goals, even if it is just the smallest little accomplishment. You have got to move towards what it is that you want to accomplish You know, don't focus on the big unachievable thing within yourself. Just ask yourself, what's one thing I know I can accomplish today that will help me go in the right direction? Um, I will tell you, for people that know me and that have heard my story, I am a double organ transplant recipient. Um, and my premiere episode, I go into some detail about my story, but I received a new kidney and a new pancreas and the recovery was not easy. It was very long and it was very painful, but I will tell you it was worth every minute of it. But once I got to the point that I could even walk by myself, um, I decided I've got to start building my strength and I would literally walk for maybe like five, maybe 10 minutes. And and that would be about all I could do in the beginning. And that wasn't even in the beginning. That was like months and months and months after. But I slowly began to walk longer distances. And that was what was going to help me recover and have this amazing, good, good life that I have now. So that's just one example, just small steps, set realistic goals. All right. Number three, nurture yourself. Yes. Take care of yourself. How many of you out there put yourself last on your list? Stop it. Don't do that anymore. When you're stressed out, it can really be easy to neglect your own needs. You know, sometimes when you're so stressed out and you just see something that is too overwhelming or you're going through the toughest season of your life, 
You can lose your appetite. You just ignore exercising. You're not getting enough sleep. I mean, these things happen in crisis situations. So you've got to start focusing on your self-nurturing skills. And let me tell you, um, please, please, please avoid the negative outlets, the unhealthy outlets for dealing with stress, like being tempted to drink a little too much alcohol or turn to drugs or other substances. This is not healthy. It is not good. Instead, you need to focus on giving your body the resources that it needs to manage your stress rather than looking to eliminate the feeling of stress altogether, because that's really hard to do to eliminate stress, but we can manage it. So find ways to really get some physical activity going, you know, watch your diet, get that sleep, the things we know that we should do, because by taking care of your own needs, you can actually boost your overall health. And this is what boosts your resilience. And then you're really ready to face the challenges that life throws at you. All right. So that's number three, nurture yourself. I want you to make a note somewhere that you can see it every single day and put, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, put it all out there. And every single day, I want you to put a little check by the day that you spent just five minutes doing some self-care, okay? Just self-care, mark it off so you can see your progress. Do something every single day, even if it's just for a few minutes, that takes care of you. Nurture yourself. Number four, build problem-solving skills. We have got to focus on the solutions and not the problems. When we can enhance our problem-solving abilities, it empowers you to tackle the challenges more effectively. I'll tell you, research suggests that people who are able to come up with solutions to a problem tend to cope more productively with stress compared to those who cannot find the solutions. So whenever you encounter new challenges, make a quick list of some of the potential ways that you can solve some problems within that challenge. Now, you want to make this really an everyday occurrence. So when you are practicing problem solving on a regular basis, even with the small little things like common little problems that keep coming up, don't let them keep coming up, come up with a solution to them. And then that's going to help you with the bigger problems and the bigger challenges in your life. So build your problem-solving skills. This is uh, strategy number four. Okay. Uh, number five. I think I'm going to do number five, and then we um, might take a short little break. Well, we're not, we, we're not going to might. We will. But let's get through number five. Embrace change as a part of life. 
This is number five, change. That dirty little word that no one likes to hear. We have to know, and we do. There is a part of all of us that we know change is just inevitable, and it's really challenging, but we know it's coming. And if you can really look at it as an opportunity for growth and development, and this requires some flexibility. Flexibility is really essential to building your resilience. We have got to learn how to be a little more adaptable, and then you'll be more equipped to respond when you are faced with a crisis. Resilient people utilize these events that come out of nowhere And they really do look at them as an opportunity to branch out in a new direction. Sometimes people can get a little crushed by abrupt change. But if you are a resilient person, then you learn to adapt. So we have got to, again, find ways to increase this adaptability and this flexibility so that we can embrace the change that is coming in our lives much quicker. If you all remember, I talked about a book, and it's a wonderful book called Who Moved My Cheese? And there were some characters in there, him and Haw and Sniff and Scurry. So go back and listen to that show. But... We really want to embrace change and get on board quicker because it's going to get us to the new destination a lot quicker. And it could be even better. So how can we practice flexibility? Try incorporating some small changes into your daily routine. Now, we are creatures of habit, right? We like our little safe space. But this could be something as simple as taking a new route to work or even reorganizing the way that you um, perform your tasks or prioritize, like little small changes that you incorporate will actually increase your flexibility and your adaptability. So number five strategy to build resilience is to embrace change as a part of life. All right, so we're halfway through my list of how you can build resilience and rise strong. This is a great place to take a very short break. Don't go anywhere because I've got the rest of the list to share with you. We will be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life. 
with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888 888- Three four six nine one four one. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about rising strong and really unleashing your resilience power. We are halfway through my list of ten ways that you can build your own resilience. So let's keep going. I know I say this a lot, but my goodness, does time fly when I'm with you all? I have such a good time. Okay. Number six is maintain a sense of purpose. I want you all to identify and stay connected to your core values and purpose in life. It is so important that we have these convictions of what our values are. And if you haven't thought about that, think about that, meditate on that, because this is, this is a place where you can make the best decisions. But having that strong sense of purpose can provide direction and motivation during really tough times. It can help you find meaning in life's challenges when we have that sense of purpose. Instead of being discouraged by our problems, with a defined purpose, you'll be more motivated to learn from these experiences and to keep going with the knowledge that you've learned. This is something that I know to be true. And I've probably said it before, but you know what? I repeat myself a lot. I think there are some things that we just need to be reminded of. Disappointments are inevitable, but discouragement is a choice. And we need to maintain that sense of purpose so that we do not choose discouragement. And let's just, let's take this like big picture. Ultimately, We kind of all have 
the same purpose. And what is that purpose? You may be asking. I'm so glad you did. It's love. We are all built and here to love. And we all do that in many, many different ways. This gives us that sense of purpose. Maybe it is serving people like in your neighborhood, visiting someone that maybe doesn't have a big support network and and they need help building their resilience. Maybe it's being loyal to the absent. What I mean by that is we've all had people that we trusted that betrayed us by talking bad about us or spreading rumors about us or trying to tell a story about us that they don't even know the facts about. Um, But maybe a way that you show love is that you stand up for people when others start tearing them down. Including other people is a way to show love. Whether it's the new person on your team at work or the new person in your neighborhood, or maybe it's somebody you've known for a long time and you just haven't included them in some of your groups. Uh, learning about other people, different cultures, really understanding where people are coming from, having that empathy it drives our purpose, offering up our gifts to the world, our strengths, our talents, you know, serving your community by volunteering. Uh, It gives us so much purpose in the face of all the emotional hardships that life can throw at us, such as the death of a loved one or the end of a relationship. Finding that sense of purpose can be especially important in a recovery like that. There's um, there's open space sometimes when we lose someone in our life, whether that is through a breakup or whether that is through death. And we've served a role by being in that relationship. And now we kind of don't know what to do with that time and that space in our heart. I mean, when we lose someone, grief really is love with nowhere to go. So I encourage you to channel that love towards activities that really are meaningful to you. Hold on to the words of Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Number six, maintain a sense of purpose. Number seven, cultivate mindfulness. Now, mindfulness is definitely um, a bit of a buzzword, right? But it is so important. It involves, let me tell you, mindfulness really is about being fully present in the moment and observing your thoughts, and feelings without judgment. And this increases your self-awareness, and it's a way to cultivate awareness and manage stress and anxiety. So we've got to be present. There are things we can do that really help cultivate our own mindfulness, like journaling, you know, yoga, meditation, prayer. All of these can help build connections 
to you, your self-awareness, your thoughts around any given situation, and it can restore hope within you. And it's just really important that we take the time and we reflect on the positive aspects of our life. And we definitely want to meditate on the things that we are grateful for, especially when we're going through personal trials. So mindfulness, I mean, even think about your own mindfulness when you're not alone, when you're out in the world, you know, your mindfulness and in, in how you drive and what you're feeling and how that comes out in your driving. Are you aware? Are you just aware of your environment around you? Like instead of leaving your shopping cart in the parking lot so that cars might get dinged by it, you actually go and put it away. You're mindful of your surroundings. But there are ways to do that internally and to really connect to the hope that you have within you. So cultivate your own mindfulness. Number eight is believe in your abilities. I want to say it again. Believe in yourself, in your abilities. Having confidence in your own ability to cope with the stresses of life plays such an important part in your resilience. Becoming more confident in your own abilities, including your ability to respond to and deal with a crisis is a great way to build resilience for the future. Research has shown that your self-esteem plays an important role in coping with stress and recovering from difficult events in your life. You know, I'm all about your strengths, your talents, and you've got to remind yourself of how strong you are, what you are offering to this world, and you've got to believe in yourself. Think about your accomplishments. Another great way of meditating and creating that mindfulness is think about the accomplishments. Think about what you've done in your life, what you've overcome, what you've lived through, I know you all are resilient because you're here with me today, but I want you to build that resilience and be able to face everything that's going to be thrown your way in the future. Do you believe you can do this? Do you? Do you believe you are equipped to handle whatever is going to happen to you? Do you believe in yourself? I hope you are screaming, yes, Jan, I do. Yes, I believe in myself. I know I am fearfully, beautifully, wonderfully made. And there is no one else like you. So number eight, believe in your abilities. Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. Let that one wash right over you. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. That's like the little engine that could, right? We all are the little engine that can. All right. I'm going to keep going, but I just, I'm very passionate about number, 
I'm very passionate about number eight, believe in your abilities. Number nine is practice positive thinking. And I am not going to sit here and act like this is easy. It's hard to be positive when life isn't going your way. An optimistic outlook empowers you to expect that good things will happen to you. Remember, I love you all to claim something good will happen to me today and something good will happen through me today. So this is going to help us stay optimistic. Try visualizing what you want rather than worrying about what you fear. And then along the way, you've got to notice the subtle ways that you're starting to feel better. We have to keep things in perspective in order to practice positive thinking. We cannot blow things up like the world is just out to get me right? We, we cannot do that. So I'm going to give you a few little sub points on practicing positive thinking. Number one is you've got to have gratitude. We have got to have an attitude of gratitude and just regularly take time to reflect on the things that we're grateful for. And I, I did an episode on this actually with Jim. Go back and listen to it. He was a great guest. I'm going to have him again someday. Um, the second way we can practice positive thinking is to challenge those negative thoughts. Now, in my Mindset Matters show, I talked about those ants. Do you have a lot of ants running around in your head? And those are those automatic negative thoughts. We have to not only notice these, but we have to talk back to them. We have to challenge the negative talk that we have in our head. Not that I can't do this, but I can't do this what? Yet. That very powerful three-letter word, yet. We have to challenge these negative thoughts. Not I, I can't. Um, I'm not a good mom or I'm not a good friend, but I am a good mom. I am a good friend. I am good at my job. I may have made a mistake this time, but I don't always make a mistake. So just delete those words from your vocabulary. Like I always mess up. I never get it right. No, 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 no. Just delete them. Challenge that. You don't need an automatic negative thought popping up in your head. All right. So another way we can practice positive thinking is focus on your strengths. Remind yourself of how wonderful and how talented you are. Identify them. Call me if you need help with that. And visualizing success is another way to really hold on to positive thinking. And I will tell you, when you've got vision, that gives you focus, it gives you endurance, and it gives you peace. And then surrounding yourself with positivity, whether that's people in your life, books that you read, inspiring podcasts, hopefully that's this one. Um, you want to limit your exposure to negativity. All right, so these are ways you can practice some positive thinking. That was number nine. Oh my goodness, we're here. We are here. Number 10. This is the 10th way that you can build resilience. There's lots of ways out there. These are just 10 I wanted to share with you 
today. If you are not feeling like all of these other nine ways are getting you through something really hard. I mean, there is a lot, a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on with people and there's a lot going on with the people that we love. And if you are struggling, even after you are really implementing the strategies that I have shared today, the 10th way that you can really seek and work on building your resilience is to get that professional help. Sometimes we need that outside person and it's not that our support network isn't good. We just might need that third party, whether that is a preacher, a pastor, someone on staff at your church, a therapist, um, a psychiatrist, a counselor of some sort. It is, this is the healthy thing to do is to seek the help that you need so that you can tap into your own resilience. Everybody take a breath. That was a long list. Uh, Probably not long enough. Like I said, lots of other ways that we can build resilience, but these really spoke to me. And I want to, I want to give you a quick review of what they were. Number one, develop a supportive network. Number two, set realistic goals. Number three, nurture yourself. Number four, build problem-solving skills. Number five, embrace change as a part of life. Number six, maintain a sense of purpose. Number seven, cultivate mindfulness. Number eight, believe in your abilities. Number nine, practice positive thinking. And number 10, seek professional help when needed. So I want you all to think, and I have walked you through this exercise before, but I really do love to reflect on our own resilience and what we've already accomplished and lived through. And we're back to enjoying this good, good life. But I want you to really think about a time when something did not work out the way that you hoped that it was going to work out. Some big plan just kind of collapsed. In other words, doors were closed. They were shut tight. So if you got it in mind, something that just didn't go the way, the door kind of shut in your face, right? Okay, now I want you to think about what happened after that door closed. What doors opened after a door closed? What in your life would have never happened If the first door didn't close, there's so many examples of that. I can tell you all, I had incredibly brave, loving, just 
the words just, I can't even come to all the words that my heart overflows with when I share that people were trying to be a living donor for me and offer a kidney to save my life. And it never worked out. The evaluations, the match, it was never there. The doors kept closing and I got discouraged. And I thought in my prayer time, God, we've got willing people. Can you just open this door and and let me receive the kidney that I need? And I know now that those doors were closed because God had a bigger, better plan. I would have never received the pancreas. I would have not received full healing, miraculous healing from this double organ transplant of a pancreas and a kidney to cure me of the incurable disease of type 1 diabetes. And I look back now and I see that these doors close for a reason, and I hope that's what you're reflecting on. But here is the question. How long did it take you to realize that a new door was open? It was open and you might have missed it because you were still focused on trying to get that closed door reopened. And what can you do next time to recognize the new opportunity sooner? What did you learn from that closed door? And you know there were people along the way that helped you move on. It's that supportive network. It's way number one that we build resilience. And whose network can you be a part of to help build their resilience, to help them see that there is going to be another door that is going to swing wide open for them? Because it's, it's happened for you. Margaret Thatcher said something that I thought was just really true. You may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. Yeah, we got we to gotta keep going. We've got to keep strong and we've got to keep reminding ourselves of what we have, the blessings in our life and enjoy this good, good life. We don't even know our full potential sometimes until we are tested. The way that we respond will make our suffering either valuable or invaluable. If we don't grow through our pain, then the pain and the time was kind of wasted. All right. I have loved being with you all. I hope you all rise strong in your resilience in this good, good life. And thank you for being with me. You go out there and you love living and live loving. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good, Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.